0: Hey guys, welcome back to the New Growth Podcast, a place where we normalize the growth journey. I'm your host, Yvonne Nkiruka, and I am so glad that you are here with me today. Before we dive in, I just wanna do a pulse check. How are you doing? How are you doing? How's your body doing? How's your mind? How's your soul? How's your spirit? I hope you've been able to just Take a moment and ask yourself that question. If you haven't already this week, get outside, take a walk. If you can, leave your phone in the house. If you can't, put your phone away when you're walking. Just take a walk and slow down just to catch up with yourself, just to catch up with God, to hear from God. Life is really busy, but if you can, take a moment today to check in with yourself. Okay, let's dive in. I know it's been a month. I know it's been a month since my last episode dropped and honestly see what happened was whenever anytime somebody says see what happened was you know they're full of it but hear me out okay this last month i celebrated a birthday i turned 32 and i don't know the older i get the younger i feel is that weird because i i feel very youthful (laughs) i feel very very youthful and birthdays are always interesting because they're always connected to a lot of different emotions for me. And I just, this birthday, I decided not to allow some of the more, of the more negative thoughts to overwhelm me, which is like, oh my gosh, I'm turning 32. What is happening with my life? <laughs> you know, you just start to freak out. In my head, by the time I turned 25, I was supposed to be married with two kids and a house. Here I am, I don't know, is that six years, seven years later? And I, it's none of those things. It's completely different than how I would have imagined. And part of my journey has been being okay with that and being content, not being complacent, but in every circumstance, I find myself in. In every season, I find myself in. Just recognizing, like, it's okay. God is good, even where I am right now. Like, I am blessed. I have so much around me, like, so much love around me. I, am re- I have air in my lungs. So that was kind of the spirit I went into my birthday with. There's so many things I want to do, but can I be grateful for what I have right now? So a couple of friends came into town and we, I just, it was so great. Like one friend I knew from college, another friend I knew from New York. And then like some special people in my life bought me tickets to go see the Warriors. And y'all, I'm such a fangirl. I love the Warriors. I know I know too much about the Warriors. It's it's kind of like obsessive. I'm kind of ashamed. Like if you see my YouTube history, it's mainly Warriors. Cause sports is so much, it's connected to so much for me. It's connected to um, my connection with my dad. My dad is the one that introduced me to basketball. So I remember being six years old, being six years old and watching Jordan. Crazy experience, like crazy experience for you to be a child. And then for you to see michael jordan do what he did it forever like left a love for basketball in my heart so now when i watch steph he gets me excited as jordan did do you get what i'm saying so i love the warriors so i went to the warriors game and i looked so cute okay (laughs) because i was like you know maybe i can catch me a basketball player (laughs) It would be amazing to, like, marry a basketball player because I would be at all of the games. I would be the loudest person there, okay? But you know what? I'm going to leave that in God's hands. At least he just needs to know how to play basketball. Like, can you get on the court and shoot a basketball? Like, do you like watching basketball games with me? That's all I'm asking. You don't have to be a professional. But just, like, can you get on the court? And can you play a little something, something? I digress. So, so then I got, I had dinner with some friends on my actual, oh, no, 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 I forgot. I went dancing and y'all, if you're a dancer, you know that there's only like, you don't pull out all your moves all in one space, right? Because sometimes people don't deserve the best of your moves right so you can't just be busting it out every single time music comes out you gotta kind of have to feel the space and when I tell you on my birthday I let out all the moves in my toolkit I just it was just like crazy I just felt so thankful to be alive I went to my favorite spot And that night was really special because so many people came up to me like they didn't know me and were just kind of blessing me with their words, like telling me I was so special. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, God, you love me. Like, why are these strangers just coming up to me and blessing me? It was so encouraging. It was it was very encouraging. And then, yeah, I went out with friends and I had Thai food and. You know, the women that that came were are just so special. They're so special. And I just felt so blessed by their presence. So that was my birthday celebration. And then the last few weeks, I've just been trying to f- continue to figure out my life. I feel like I have my hands in several different spaces, like professionally. Um, I'm still applying to a lot of different jobs. I am working on my business. I am doing some contract work. So it's just a lot. It was just overwhelming. And I didn't really manage my time well enough to kind of uh, put out shows. But the real, but the real tea is this. Here's the real tea I have recorded like five episodes and I just haven't been able to put them out because I just didn't feel like it was, they, it was, they were. It was right. I didn't feel like it was the right timing. And honestly, all of this season, we've been talking about growing in love. And this is probably the most vulnerable season because having to... The way I've set up New Growth is like it's not an expert podcast. It's not about bringing people on here who know, who have all the answers. Because that's great. We have a lot of those podcasts. But I really wanted to document the journey as it's happening, not after you reach the mountaintop. I want to know, like, I want to document the space between the valley and the mountaintop because I think that that is where some of the best lessons uh, happen. It's so as it relates to me and my journey, when it comes to love, I've just been stumped. Like, I've just been at a loss for words when it comes to love, because I I feel like I've reached a place where I'm like, I just don't know. I don't know anything about anything. (laughs) I've just been like, oh, love is so complex and it's so confusing and it's so humbling. I feel like that's the best descriptor of what I've been experiencing, like the, the, you know, I every time I kind of get excited about something, a situation, specifically like a romantic situation, it just doesn't turn out how I think. And I think, you know, within the last month, I've it just that's that's been a reoccurring theme. Like, when can I get excited? When can I allow my full excitement to, to come out? Because I'm an excitable person and so when i date it's like i feel like i'm having to hold in my excitement because i don't know when the bottom is gonna drop you know and the last situation i was in the the bottom dropped, and um, it wasn't like a horrific situation it just just left me stumped i feel like i have been participating in the game of love like i've been if you want to use a basketball analogy i've been in the game coach i'm like god put me in the game i'm ready i'm ready Ah, 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 ah." and then i get in the game and like you know i'm shooting you know people are passing me the ball and next thing you know it's like i shoot and it's like whoo. and the game is as the game goes on i'm getting more tired so Coach, can I get back on the bench? That's why I told God, like, I just need to get on the bench for a little bit because I need some Gatorade. I need some electrolytes in my system because the game is exhausting. The game is really exhausting. And I'm one where I'm like, listen, just I don't need, I don't need multiple. I just need one, right? And I just feel like dating and trying to find, like, just trying to keep your heart open. Keep your heart soft. It's exhausting because you have to really cut through the BS. Because there's a lot of BS. And then, not only is BS coming from other people, there's BS coming from yourself. So the more I date, the more I see some of my own like mess. Some of the things that I'm like, oh, what is that? What is that in you, Yvonne? So it's just a very vulnerable thing. So I feel like I'm on the bench. I just need some Gatorade. I need to just sit and observe. Think about my actions. Think about like who I wanna be when I get back in the game. You know, in basketball sometimes, when the coach sees that you're trying to force something, when you're not in rhythm, they'll take you out. And like, okay, give you a little pep talk. And I feel like I wasn't in rhythm. I wasn't in a rhythm, and God, in his grace and his mercy, was like, I'm going to take you out of the game. You need a little break. I don't think that break is going to be long. Like, it's just maybe a couple of weeks, right? Like, it's just, it's been a couple of weeks. I've been on the bench for, like, a month. <laughs> Guys come, and, come up to me and, like, hey, can I talk to you? And I just, I'm like, no. <laughs> I need a moment. Like, I can't even respond. I can't even really It's like, I just need, I just needed some time to catch my breath and, you know, soon I'll go back out there. But for now, you gotta have to just pay attention to the pacing and pay attention really to the Holy Spirit, like, and yeah, that's, that's kind of how I'm navigating my romantic love life but being on the bench for the last month has been really good for me because I've gotten to reflect sometimes you need to take yourself out of the game so actually sometimes you don't even need to wait for the coach to take you out of the game because when the coach take you out of the game that's how you know like okay but sometimes you need to be like coach can, can I I need a break I'm tired and I think it was like a combination of both my the coach meaning God like And I just saying like, okay, I need to sit on the bench. And being on the bench has made me do some heavy, heavy reflection as to how I have been showing up in my love life and how I have been kind of, yeah, my role. Because when you're in the game, you feel like the referee isn't calling you know, your fouls, you feel like, you feel like it's just somebody, your teammate isn't doing what they need to do, right? And so you start to kind of be able to like blame the other people. And in a similar sense, when when you're kind of dating and you don't kind of take a pause to do some reflection, you can start to be like, oh, well, he, you know, he didn't do this and then, you know, dudes are like this and then like, you know, and then all men aren't good. And you could just start to fill your mind with excuses and not take any personal accountability for your actions. And so that's what this last month has been about, like me really humbling myself. And let's not get it confused with like absorbing blame, right, but more so like taking accountability for your actions. You can't control the actions of other people. You can only control your actions. And what I realize is in a lot of, you know, a lot of how I have approached dating has been from, it hasn't always been loving. Even though I feel like I try to be loving, like I I had to, I realized like, Yvonne, you can be judgy. You can be judgy. You can be self-righteous, you can be prideful, and even as I say these things, they make me feel very uncomfortable. But you have to get to a place of truth before you can actually grow, and that's why I'm so—I don't regret any of the experiences I've had with dating because it's taught me—it's it's literally been a mirror to myself. It's, it's show me my butt. Is show me who who I really am and what's really underneath. And so sometimes when you're on your sideline, you can just be like a critic and be like, oh, yeah, they need to do this, they need to do that. But once you get in the game, you, all the things you knew as far as theory, and now you have to put it in practice, you see that practice and theory can be like a worlds apart. What you believe and what you do, who you think you are and who you actually are, doesn't really show up until you're in like intimate spaces and things are coming up. Love triggers two things. It tr- I think love triggers goodness. Love draws out the best parts of you and it also draws out the worst parts of you, like the parts, the, the parts that need reconciling, the par- parts that need restoration. And so I have been able to see like, oh, the goodness that is within me, but I've also been able to see like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I still got some work to do. And yeah, so around this idea of judgy, it's so it was so easy to like not really detect it. It just, you know. I think there was a sense that I just felt like, oh, like I'm, I'm perfect. And I've said this on here on the podcast before, but I don't know when you're, when you're used to being by yourself and when people are constantly telling you like, you're great and you're awesome. You know, and cause like, yeah, people do tell me like, oh my gosh, Yvonne, you're so great. And it's like, Thank you, right? And you start to like, that stuff can really kind of puff your head up. And then when you get in relation with someone and they're like, they kind of call out. And sometimes they don't even call out. It's like, you just see, why am I showing up this way? Right? So that's, that's what it's been. Like, I feel very humbled. I feel like love has humbled me. And some of the things I've been talking through with um, my close friends is just this idea of my friend. I'm going to shout her out. Her name is Kendra. She told me something that has been blowing my mind. And she said love is not about love. Love is about encouraging, supporting and understanding. The other person. I'm going to repeat that. Love is about supporting, encouraging, and understanding the other person. And I think for so long, I thought that love was about changing the other person, changing them to fit what I want them to be. And I hate that I have to say it out loud, but I know it's gonna free somebody else up. Cause it's not, it's not pretty, but like I I didn't know that's what I thought, but that's how I was showing up. That if I could just get you to be who I want you to be, then I could love you. And I want to stop right here and acknowledge that for Christians, this is Holy Week. And I'm intentionally recording this on Good Friday. And Good Friday for me, like, represents Christ Jesus dying, like, dying, spending hours on a cross to say, I see who you are right now as you are and and I am going to and I see you like like you don't have to change you don't have to be somebody else for me to love you I'm going to get on this cross and I'm going to Die for you as you are right now. I'm not going to die for you when you have it all together. I'm not going to die for you when you're able to love me the way I need you to love me. I'm not going to die for you when you say the right things. You do all the right things. I'm going to die for you as you are right now. You don't have to change. I think the more I think about this, As a black woman in America, I feel like so much of my experience has been proving myself. In order to be loved, in order to be seen, in order to be valued, I have had to contort, I've had to work really hard, I've had to do things to validate my identity in this world. And that starts to affect you. That really starts to affect you because when you, when you enter into love situations, because that's how you've operated, that's how you now, expect other people to operate. And that's how you operate with other people. And so everything is integrated. You can't, it's not, everything is connected, right? Every, one thing affects the other. So the way you treat yourself is how you will treat other people. So in turn, what has happened is because I have had to, I I have had to change because I feel like I've had to change in order to be loved, in order to um, be valued. That I'm like, I'm like, uh, excuse me, you won't have to change in order for me to, you know what I'm saying? And that is not love. That's contract like that's contractual love. That's love with strings attached. And so what is really something that I have to continue to remind myself is like in my most foundational relationship with which is my relationship with God the message of the gospel is like listen before you were even brought out of the womb before you even entered into this world I knew you and I loved you And I show my love for you through Jesus dying on the cross. Like you didn't have to do another thing for me to love you. You didn't have to prove yourself. You didn't have to change. I just loved you purely and fully. I have loved you in your worst moments, and I have loved you in your greatest moments. So my love, I'm speaking to myself in third person, my love, Yvonne, you don't have to change in order to be loved. God loves you fully. And it's God's love for you that changes you. So you can be free to offer this same sort of love towards other people, even in your most intimate relationships. That's who I wanna be. That's the type of love I wanna give. Not a love that makes someone prove their value or not a love that says you have to change. Let's not get this confused with having standards, okay? Someone can't show up in your life and treat you any type of way and you be like, but I'm still gonna love you. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Mm. You sh- yeah, that's not what I'm saying. Someone, like, we're not talking about how you should be treated here. You should be treated with dignity, respect, consideration, intentionality, care, gentleness, all those things. But we're not trying to change folks and using that to, yeah, using that as a way to have like power over them. Does that make sense? I think there was a part of me that wanted to change people. And in order, because in order for me to love them, they need to show up how I want them to to show up. And that's not love, that's control. If someone's going to be in your life, then accept them for where they are, who they are, right now and if you can't accept them then do them a favor and gracefully bow out of their life because what happens is when we're so committed to changing someone it comes across as judgy it comes across as self-righteous and it can communicate to them that in order for for them to be loved they have to be something else and it can start to wear on their self-value as you start to be more supportive encouraging and understanding you will actually see changes take place in your life but also in the life of the other person sometimes we think that the way the path to to change is by like talking a lot and by almost yeah by just trying to change them whether it be through your actions or through your words it's like no just love love a person and accept them And that actually does the, you actually, when you surrender your desire to control a person and your desire to change them. And also even just humbling yourself to say, I think I know what's best for them, but I don't know. I don't know what they need. I don't know what's best for them. I'm not God. And sometimes you can get so focused on someone else changing that you forget to see, like, um, do you see yourself? Do you see yourself? Do you see that booger in your nose? Do you, do you see what I, like, you know, you forget to really see, like, hey, you're not you're not all that perfect yourself. Like, you got some things you need to work on. And I think that Sometimes we get so focused on changing someone else because we really don't want to deal with our own mess. But once you just surrender to God and, and just, like, be humble and just start to enjoy the person, enjoy who they are in that moment and understand them and support them, then what actually happens is you give space for them to grow, not according to your timing, but according to God's timing in their lives, in their life. Does that make sense? The more I talk about this, the more I'm realizing that love is peace. Love is, Rest. It's not anxious. (laughs) It's not control. It's it's the security of just knowing that God is God. And yeah, there's. I could I could say more. Love is not loud and overbearing. It's patient. it's kind. It's not bitter. It's not envious. It actually and in that scripture it says it bears all things. like it hopes all things. Love is hopeful it's a lot that I'm saying here, but I think that that's what I've been, that's where I've been the last month. I've just been stumped. Like coach, I need to be on the bench because I'm seeing some things in me that are not loving. And I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. And of course, like you're, you're never going to be perfect in a game. You're going to miss some shots. You're going to turn the ball over, but the things you can fix, fix them. The things you're made aware of do better. So that's kind of where I am. I'm, I, I'm hopeful that I will find love. I feel like I'm close, but yeah, I, I do feel like I'm close. To meeting, you know, I feel like there's a lot of different people. Like I, I don't know, I, I don't believe in the one. So I believe you can be in, you can fall in love with, be in love and love multiple people throughout your lifetime. But I just feel like I'm close to meeting, and being with, and partnering and journeying with the person, like for me in this moment in my life, and I'm excited about it. But I want to make sure that I, as much as it's within my power, I am able to give that person the best kind of love, a pure love, you know? And I think that's a gift you can give to another person. So my encouragement to myself and to you is to be understanding, supporting, and encouraging to yourself. The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. So how you treat yourself is connected to how you're going to treat other people. If you're not supportive of yourself, you're not truly going to be supportive towards other people in in the most purest way. if If you're not encouraging of yourself, it's really hard to do that for other people without eventually getting bitter. It always breaks down. Right, it, it just does, so make sure that you're taking care of your house before anything else. That's where I am, and uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for being on this journey with me, and I hope you are growing in love. Because love, that is the love of God, the love of yourself and the love of other people is the most worthwhile pursuit. And on that note, I hope you are producing new growth in your world. I love you guys.